How big was I ruined something for myself with the Last of Us 2 uh, art book when I opened it before I played it. Sorry, sorry, Matt. What did you say? How big was the day one? It was 90 gigs on the disc. It took me, uh, I don't know how long to download, uh, about 70 minutes. 70 minutes on the console to rip it from the disc onto the console. Well, it doesn't and take then, 70 minutes about... to make us say that we are live, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Pixel Pines. We are the only global gaming podcast that talks about two great things, which is great beer and video games. I'm your host, Mitch. Yes, I am back in the hosting chair. McWomble is out on what we call a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah, come on, come on. You guys yeah. don't know that time? We're not the singing pints anymore. Is that not? We're, okay, I guess not. We have not had that much to drink yet. Well, uh, I'll say our, our respect for sacrifice. <laughs> Like, well, being hey, on here, would ruin it if it was his birthday. So, well, there you go. Sacrifice is beautiful. Oh, hopefully, we didn't get a uh, copyright strike for that song. You know, like because you know, I just I just sung it. So, whatever. Um, it, yeah, it's it sounded exactly like yeah, the original. Yeah, you did, exactly. You hit, you, hit all the, you hit all the good notes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that. Okay. Welcome to Pick- Good Beer and Video Games. I'm hosting Mitch from the uh, dark, dark LA because it is morning time now in la uh and i am joined by our astoundest guests from around the world our astoundest crew should i say some in baby rooms some in kitchens some in rooms we do not understand but if you want to watch us we are live each and every single weekend at twitch.tv slash pixel pints and you can follow us on twitter and you'll know when we go live if you follow us on twitter which is pixel underscore pints or on Instagram at Pixel Pints Pod. You can also find us on YouTube. We archive every single episode on YouTube and you just go find Pixel Pints. You look for that green little mug with some pixel coming out of it as foam and you got the right spot. If not, you can check out every podcast servicer. We are everywhere. We may, we probably shouldn't be everywhere, but we are. So enjoy because it's so worth it. Uh, yeah, I'm Mitch. I'm your host here in LA, and I am joined by from a well. Let's go across the pond. I always go to the land of the rising sun, but screw that. Let's go the other way. Uh, we're going to the pond. We're gonna go see Dan in the baby room with some ironing. What what have you been ironing recently? But work shit. Ready to return to work on Monday. Um, but yeah, no, I've just had a week off. But it's been. Curtailed by doing anything because of COVID, thankfully. Uh, well, not thankfully, annoyingly, I mean. Uh, I was supposed to go down to see my sister this weekend, but actually, as it turned out, we had a mega storm down south, anyway, in the west coast of England. We had a bit of a, a bit of a breeze yesterday, but it wasn't anything that that too stormy or too horrendous. But um, did it was quite bad. A few people sadly lost their lives, so we would probably wouldn't have gone down south anyway. So um, I suppose. It maybe it was never supposed to happen. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've played um, the last... Uh, not the last of us, that's a lot of rubbish. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the demo this week. Uh, decision not going to buy after five hours. 
and um, I've just started about four hours, maybe four slash five hours into Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm loving every minute of it. It's like returning to an old friend. What old friend? How are you returning to an old friend when you were talking about playing the first game? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Forbidden West. Thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. And... Uh, let's, let's go back. Let's go to the other person across the pond. Let's go to Liam. How are we doing? Oh, hello. I'm doing great. Now, I know some people died in the storm. I was out in the storm all day yesterday. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Wheelie bins and flower pots going all over the place. It was great. I had a wonderful day. And, uh, doesn't mean that the people that lost their lives wasn't tragic and everything. But I'm just going to say, on the bright side, I had a great day out yesterday. Um, and uh, I'm going to have a great day today because I get to play Horizon. Um, just being honest, you it, know. It just it just might be a UK thing. They're all playing Horizon because we ain't touching it at the moment for some reasons. <laughs> for some reasons or not. We got uh, all the way in Viva Las Vegas, Matthew. Yes, I'm going right. to be I'm going to be just like McWomble and call you Matthew instead of Matt. Enjoy it. <laughs> For this episode while it lasts yeah so normally this would be the part where i talk about the weather in vegas i'm gonna bypass that <laughs> as a founding member of the beer umbrate and a founding member of pixel pints i have a uh i'm gonna do a little shameless self-promotion on the show today um oh. so I've been, I've been working on a project uh just in my own spare time and i have published uh, amazing uh, a novella it's actually not my work it's uh, anthem by ayn rand but i did a significant edit to the work uh to try amazing. and bring the text up to a more modern english standard uh from the 1930s that it was written in um and i'm kind of proud of it because uh the project was to figure out uh, what do you need to do to publish a book? So I did everything from the typesetting to the cover design to all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah. And where can we get this if we are one that wants to see your magic project? Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. It's uh, it's on Google. If you want to get an ebook, you can buy it there. So it's Anthem uh, by who? Ayn Rand, and then it's uh, edited by myself, Matthew Kane. Oh, very, very, wow. very, very good. By Iron Ram, not EA Games. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can now we can go to the land of the rising sun. But we always know we always know the sun is shining on him constantly because he's in the gym pulling up those muscles, getting those arms ready to go, getting the guns, so that when McWomble takes over this chair, he can gush over your shirtless body constantly. <laughs> For some reason, I, will I don't. Never, I don't. I understand. will never do that again. By the way, <laughs> I, I don't understand why, but it just air. happens. So uh, um, we have Evan Piotrowski. How are we doing, Evan? Good. It's actually a pretty uh, crappy day in Kyoto. It's been raining and windy all day. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, I listened to the last episode, and at at some point during the end, Mick Womble had posed a question to the. The panel of um, what game do you see yourself playing when you're 40? And Mitch's answer was, uh, I'd like to be in bed with a V. He didn't ask you when you're 65. He asked you when you're 40. Like, I'm three years away from 40. I can still do 50 push-ups and run 12K fine. I was like, what is he talking? In bed? 
Like, yeah. bedridden? Like, what happened? Have you not seen... So, okay, uh, yeah. okay. Um, for reference, have you not seen Sword Art Online? Because that's basically what the game I was pitching is. That's what I'm pitching. Oh, okay. oh, oh that's cool. Like, literally, lay in bed with a headgear set, and you can completely interact without having to move your body. And seen. I only say this because I've seen so many videos this Christmas of grandmas playing with the VR headsets. And, like, especially when they play the tightrope game, and everyone says, jump, grandma, jump jump and she jumps and she like hits the counter and you're like we killed grandma guys we killed grandma with the vr set i don't want to die from vr i just want to be in my bed and be comfortable playing vr and the power goes out and you get comatose you got you got 24 years before retirement but uh at the at the ripe age of 40 you're uh you're in bed with your vr absolutely <laughs> would not have it any <laughs> other way <laughs> Okay. Chewing on chewing on right. ibuprofens like candy. Yeah, popping ib popping some ibuprofen. <laughs> well, like I said, we're a crew that talks about two great things. Um, I'm a little disappointed in this crew because I feel like I am not Keith. So therefore, someone should ask me how my, how I'm doing, but no one did. So I'm just gonna move on because apparently, apparently, I'm Keith. The heist doesn't get the heist doesn't get asked how they are. That's the rule. We know that's the golden unspoken rule. Whoever hopes <laughs> never get asked how they are, because then it makes Keith but feel I, better. That but I always count myself as the unofficial host, so therefore that I don't get host credit. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. we're talking about two things, which is one is great beer and video games. So let's talk about our beers, which I do have beers, because I still oh, haven't opened the other three from the last episode. So where is it? Da, 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 da. Let me pull out the the lunch bag full of them i love the fact you've got like a lunch bag cooler it's like you have a mini fridge in your room all right here we go actually the, the mini fridge is just outside my bedroom door so you guys pick <laughs> which one are we going for more hilarious uh which one did you do the last time the sculpin i i took it out it's not in there oh, it's awesome. it, was the, it was a great we Go for the, 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 go, go the uh, pale ale. The wee gus. I want the, the wee gus. I, I, I can tell you that the sculpin is good because I've had Ballast Point sculpin before. Okay, so it's between the wee gus and the sculpin. So where are we voting for, fellas? Evan, with your, with your back turned, seeing completely uninterested in my feelings and my thoughts. <laughs> wow. What's your thought? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> is it the Sculpin or the Wegus? Um, are you asking me? My internet is so yes. What is bad your vote? right now? What is your vote? Every, everyone sounds. Everyone sounds like they have auto tune on. I what? can barely understand what anyone is saying. I'll do if, my best. If, on if we have auto tune, you should hear uh, the orange. Fine. The orange one. The orange one. Wait, the, they're both orange. Yeah, <laughs> they're both. I don't know. The main, the main orange. Okay. Right. All right. The, the one with the orange text. How about that? Oh. Oh. That would be That's the weak us. Okay. Right. So, so Burkoff, what are you saying? Which one? You can go with weak us if everybody wants to see that one. Yeah, go Trevor Hoppy Lager. Yeah. I would have gone for the IPA okay, personally, but right. just personal choice. Well, I might drink both. Who knows? So I'll let you know if we tackle the other one. Oh, yeah. This is the one that looks like. Oh, Nemo! Nice. Nemo swimming out to sea. <laughs> yeah. Fish. Oh, this one. Fish are not. Fr they fish are friends, not food. 
Oh yeah, did you hear about that guy who got eaten by the great white shark this week? That's pretty horrific. All right, so did oh, you yeah. news in America? No. Yeah, some guy for the first time in like sixty years, some guy's been bit, eaten by like was it like four three meters long or something stupid? Uh, uh, they were saying this shark. It looked like a car. It was so big. They're like no massive I, I, great white came in and like took out this swimmer. Literally, and, like, and then basically it was found body parts floating in the sea. It was pretty horrific. Oh, okay. Wow, wow. okay. Um, that's going to so definitely that's that's gonna get an explicit rating on this show. Thanks thanks for that. Thanks for that. You just uh, talk no about body parts. Now the children can't <laughs> I, listen. Now the children I'm can't so listen glad. to the show. I don't, I don't want the children to listen, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Oh yeah, and then um, I, I was just gonna quickly say, uh, if, if for people that have not played the game, uh, um, uh, it takes two. I highly recommend. I'm not done with it yet with my best friend playing it together, but it is still a lot of fun. Oh nice. We're about five five levels in of nine, so we're getting pretty close to the end. It's on Game Pass, right, or EA Play? I don't think it's on EA Play. You can do a trial on EA Play. Oh, okay. Um, or, or I think you have to pay for the premium subscription for EA Play to play it for free, but it's not on the Game Pass. You can't get it via Game Pass. Mm, okay. Right. So, but only one person has to buy the game because you can bring another person in for free. So my friend has yeah. it and then he just, we just hop online together. So it's a lot nice. of fun. We just did a racing with ice skates and that was a lot of fun as just a fun mini oh. game to do on the side. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I do not have a, a cup, so we cannot see what it looks like, so I'm just going to drink from the can, but... Disappointment. Okay, I can see why you guys thought I was going to like this one more. It's still it's still very much an IPA, hands down, but, like, it's, um... It's not. It's a hobby lager, isn't it? Well... It's kind of... It's I know, I know. That's an oxymoron. I realize that, but... Uh, it's, basically, it's basically uh, an IPA. I infuse it type of yeast yeah, that, yeah it's ba- basically it's like a, a weedy ipa that's what that's why you call it yeah like you got your weedy beers that's definitely weedy this is like an ipa mm-hmm. with some wheat okay now as i'm saying wheat i keep thinking of sellers of Catan, and i don't know why but just like throw some oh, wheat in it's there a good, it's a good game <laughs> it's a good game great board game uh, make sure you, gotta make sure you can trade evan i know you got beer like you never come on the podcast yes. without beer <laughs> What are you trying to say, Mitch? No, yeah, I have some beer. I, I gotta say, you uh, like beer. <laughs> yeah, I do. Thank you. Uh, I'm drinking my usual, the uh, Kidin First Press, the Ichiban Shibori. But I did pick up uh, an adjunct lager. So this mm. is a tier below what I usually drink. And um, obviously, the reason that it's a adjunct lager, lager, uh, lager is it, a lager. <laughs> I, I'm on my first beer, by the way. Just, now, now, just now, so you know. Well, you're sounding like you're from Wisconsin, like we are, where you go to yeah, the lodge. I've <laughs> been watching that Charlie Barron. Uh, oh, dude, that's that guy's so funny. It's so good. It's he sounds exactly like my uncle. It is. Uh, it's like a slice of home. It, it, there's something about. I haven't been home in almost four years, so it's nice yeah. to hear that accent. Um, Keith, we are not so yeah. 55 minutes in. If you look at the the streaming time on the podcast, we are 17 minutes and 43 seconds in. You need to check your facts. That is alternative <laughs> facts, my friend. Alternative facts. 
This guy's policing from the ether. Jesus. This guy can't, can't help. Where, where, where's my, where's my sirens? Oh, I'm sorry. I got blue and red right now. This is the sirens pulling in, going, <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. No. <laughs> hey, okay, sorry, you're not on the show. You don't get to micromanage. Um, yeah, come so on the show is, then. Yeah. Stop being a chicken. Go and enjoy your damn is, birthday. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, why are you listening to us? Have fun, man. Get the fuck get out of here. Because yeah. because uh, we 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 care more about his birthday than everyone else in his life. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. Nick happy Wombo. birthday, buddy. Okay. Happy birthday. Hope, it, hope you're having a good one. Management. So this is uh, it's got it says it has spirits in it, but they they one reason they they throw other stuff in there is because the text per can or is different so right. it's just to make it a cheaper option and that and then you can kind of cover the market with your your top tier stuff and your in your bottom tier stuff so this is Sapporo's Mugito Hoppu and it just says barley barley and hops is the name of the beer but this is not just any barley and hops this is extra rich and apparently it's new, new. These, this can <laughs> is hideous there are so many Japanese new. cans is that because that they've have... tweaked the recipe only very slightly so they can write the word new on it? I guess. No, um, no. There it's is more, some English it's, it's on more, here, too. It's more Evan has bought every single bo- uh, every single can. they got to make sure Evan knows it's new, so he has to buy it. Because <laughs> I feel oh, like most yeah. of the cans you bring, Evan, I feel like most of the cans you bring in, they always have the stamp new on them. So either they're like, we're mixing up that might. recipe a lot, or just like that term. J- uh, Japanese breweries are always putting out seasonal stuff or those uh, they've okay. added like new recipe or even more flavor it's just a marketing thing it's totally a gimmick but i it must work because they always do it yeah i think you're right like almost i'm gonna start looking uh, for that if there's a new can i'll just buy it and i'll i'll bring it on the show so <laughs> there there is some english on this can but it's a bit disappointing uh because it's correct Rich and satisfying oh. flavor is assured by carefully selected ingredients and our original brewing method. So oh, I'm did sorry they hire to disappoint. You? They must have hired you, right? Or yeah, yeah. They hired, they finally hired someone. Well, um, hilarious enough, Evan. If you bought all the cans and like you saved them, literally you just have a row of cans that kept saying "new" all over them. <laughs> I actually I do have a can, and and it became um a like a, a story in Japan where they had written lager. They spelled lager incorrectly on the can. It was L-A-G-A-R. And they were going to recall, they were, they were going to recall like tens of thousands of cans. And then it became like this huge story. And then they just decided to go with it because everyone already knew about it. Mm. So all they did was they printed out these little labels to attach like just under where the price is like in um, supermarkets, and it said, uh, what did it say? It was actually quite clever. It was like, the spelling's wrong, but the flavor isn't, or something like that. It was that is... actually written much much, much better than that, but it was actually pretty clever. And I saved, I have the can, because I thought it was kind of a neat thing, because it'll never, the, the, the second line of those beers, they spelled lager correctly. So I thought I'd, I'd hold on to that, but... Um, I, I don't even know if I really want to talk about. Oh, that's actually a pretty good pour. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, who are you and who replaced you with Evan? Yeah. What's going on? Um, McWombo, don't worry about changing it. I already, I already knew it ahead of time. It's not a big deal. Just change it later. Yeah. So this is just your average five percent 
um, highly carbonated Pilsner lager, and yeah. uh, it's it's fine. It 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 does the job. I do prefer uh, Kirin because it's one of the only big ones that doesn't have cornstarch mm. in it. Like everyone always talks about Asahi Super Dry. I don't know why. Be or Sapporo Black Label. They have cornstarch in it. It's terrible for you. If you want to wake up with a headache, definitely drink eight yeah. beers with cornstarch in it. So um, yeah, it's it's fine. I just I saw the can and it like Dan said, it's like ooh, it's new. Let me <laughs> let me buy one. Right, not gonna buy a case. But yeah, it's it's it does the job. All right. Well, um, established. Oh, oh, Evan, to improve video quality for the our YouTube listeners, I recommend aiming your camera a little higher. We we rather see your face than your bam boobs. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta. All right, I'll. I'll I know. I'll work I know. McWomble's on the show, but your moves just need to stay away. <laughs> I, I would prefer to see the mountain, dude, quite frankly. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> Burkoff, what on. do you got? Hold on. I, I um, established in Milwaukee in 1844. It's my uh, my daily drinker. Uh, yeah, PBR. Evan established. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. What's up, Pap? How you doing? So yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel the need to get anything special because McWomble didn't want to show up for his birthday. So I was like, oh. I'll just drink the regular stuff. You, you wanna? You should have uh, got. Have you gotten Spotted Cow? That's like that's a Wisconsin classic. No. Oh, that's no, a Wisconsin I, classic. If, if I can, can get, get it out here, I'll I'll check it out. Uh, yeah. If you can get it, 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 it good, it good, real good. Uh, I don't I don't think they distribute outside of the state. They do. Uh, I, I mean, they this is from old. They do. Oh, they do. They yeah. do now. Okay. They do in Minnesota, at least. I know that for sure. It's kind of like Surly Surly Brewing from Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. They only distribute in the surrounding states. I remember I went to Knoxville, Tennessee once. I wonder if you can uh, ship it. I was though. like for a, I, maybe. Uh, I went to oh, Knoxville, no. Tennessee for a wedding, and there was like a there was a guy there. I was talking to them, and they were home brewers. And the second I said I was from Wisconsin, he's like, "Oh man, if you can get me a case of New Glarus, I would." Kiss you on the lips. It's because like they, they can't get it out in Tennessee, and apparently New Glarus is well known amongst you know mm -hmm. brewers and, and beer drinkers and that. Yeah, New Glarus is an amazing uh, brewery in Wisconsin, one of the best ones. All right. Yeah. Anyone else got beer? Too nope. early. All right. That's yeah, it. too early for them. What are you talking about? Every it's five o'clock somewhere, my friend. As the, as <laughs> yeah. the world famous Alan Jackson once said. With um, what's but his no, name? Jimmy no, Buffett. When you've got a one and a half year old. It's five yeah. o'clock somewhere. Somebody's got to be responsible, right, Dan? Exactly. <laughs> but you know, but you know what time? It's always five o'clock in Margaritaville. That's what that's what time it is. Always in Margaritaville. Anyways, all right, moving on to the next. Thing. If you don't know that, if you're too, even I'm like young and know that reference, go look it up, you youngins. It's a great reference. Um, yes. Drink responsibly. No beers, no breweries, and beer sponsor us. Though we are welcome and open to it because we would love to review a beer live on the show. If you want to send it to us, we'd love to do it. We'd be Dude. happy. Maybe send us yeah, some cash. Uh, don't PBR send it to Japan or America because you'll get lost unless you're from America and then that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, just send it to me and he can review it and tell yeah. us what it tastes like. Just send it to me. If it's an LA brewery, just come and find me. I will. I'll hook you up with the show. All right, moving on to our games category, which today we do have a special category. You know, I was playing, and it is a slight, you know, Horizon Forbidden West thing, but, you know, I was playing Zero Dawn. I hadn't played the DLC. I bought the, I bought the game with the expansion, 
And I was playing through it and I was playing through Horizon Zero Dawn. And it made me have this, this thought about it, which was, you know, you have this DLC and I know and I'm going to spoil it for some people who have not played Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm so sorry, but you're just going to have to no understand. Don't worry, they recap the whole game at the start of the yeah. new game. Anyways, so spoiling uh, for the people that don't know, and, and maybe this itself is a topic of should games make you rewind to the final mission when you complete the game? Because sometimes I have issues with that. But anyway, um, this one yeah, I knew. Save that, that topic. This one I knew. Keith, put it in the spreadsheet. Thank you. Um, so anyway, what happened was it, I knew in Horizon Zero Dawn, when you complete the final mission, it rewinds you back leading up to the final mission. So I was like, I have this Forbidden West stuff, and I can go there whenever I want, I found out. So I was like... Frozen Wilds, you mean? Not Forbidden Sorry, West. sorry. Yep, yeah, thank you. Frozen Wilds. Uh, see how see how it works? And <laughs> the, did, and, and the loop is complete. You, you know what I did? Yeah. You know what I did? I did it just for Dan because I wanted him to redeem himself for embarrassing himself within the... After saying it sounded like going to an old friend, but he kept talking about the old friend's dad, the new friend. Um, so... Wow. See, just changing the narrative. So Amazing. anyway, I know you can go to the frozen wilds whenever you want. And so I just never understood like in context to the plot, because I'm a big plot person. Like when we got games, I like that they have plots and I like when they wove together and work really well. And I was like, I don't know when I'm supposed to go to this and play this. And because you don't, because you do the final mission, you rewind back in time. I was like, okay, you must have to complete this during your mission during the regular stuff and it's like a side mission just a really long bloated side mission so what i did was is like leading up to the final level right before i go do all the all that stuff to like do the final boss battles and all that kind of stuff i decided to go to the frozen wilds and so as as i was going to the frozen wilds one of the characters was telling me in my ear being like you don't need to go there you have something more important to take care of, like the mission in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. But like, then when do I go do this mission? Because technically in the timeline, it makes no sense to me. So I ended up finishing the, I'll, I'll just get to my point. As I finished the level, I went ahead and barged through and I did not listen to my friend who tried to tell me what to do. Um, at the end of it, he says, Oh, I guess it was worth it. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks for not making me feel as bad that I totally did it. But at the same time, when I finished it, I almost felt as if, yeah, maybe I should have completed the game and then went to this because it was so it was so much more expansive. It had its own concrete story. It kind of connected to the original to the main plot, but it felt as if it really was meant to be after. But then, why did not the game unlock it after I beat the main campaign? And then it just kind of opened the whole topic of like DLC. Where should DLC take place in a story's timeline? There's many d different DLCs. Like this one, you can go at any time, but like it seems like it's meant for after the game. You have Mass Effect, where some of the DLC that is made is meant for in middle of the game, not at the end of the game. But then the DLC comes after the game comes out. So then it makes you want to go like, do I have to go back into the game and then all of a sudden like go to that mission? Or should I have to play the game all over again and then find my way through that mission in between? There's just so many elements that we talk when we get DLC and when it's supposed to go chronologically in the timeline. I just want to get your initial thoughts of like, do you have a preference? Do you like it having to be taking place after a game's uh, story? Or do you like it taking place in the middle 
of the story. Um, Berkoff, go ahead. So um, there's a couple of games that come to mind in particular, specifically for DLC that I really, really like. Um, Starcraft, Brood War, um, Mm. one of my most favorite DLC expansion packs of all time. Um, The Shivering Isles, uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Uh, That's an amazing DLC. Um, The... I'm trying to think of what it's called in Mass Effect 2, the one where you're stuck on the planet. It's like the Cerberus... Arrival? Uh, Arrival. Yes. Yeah, Arrival. Yeah. So you do that, and it, you're stuck on the planet, and you have to complete the DLC before you can go back to the main mission. Mm-hmm. Um, that one sticks out in mind. And then um, Mass Effect, again, Keith brought up uh, the Leviathan DLC for 3. Oh, I like um, the Shadow Broker of 2 the most. Shadow Broker is good, but it's it's pretty short in comparison to the other ones that they give you. Um, but yeah, it is really good in terms of story. Uh, but well, I just like that Liara points out that I was sleeping around, and she's like, "I'm not going to be with you because you slept with only... that chick." Uh, that, Shadow, Shadow, Shadow Broker is the longest one in Mass Effect Two. You sure about that? Yeah, yeah, it has a whole cool like sort of Blade Runner section, then it goes to. Like uh, on board the ship, yeah. I recently played it, so yeah, it's definitely the longest of the bunch. Okay, I haven't gotten back to two since I've gotten legendary, so I'll have to play that again. Yeah. But um, yeah, so those are the ones that sort of come to mind, um, and I think those are the ones for me that that do it the best. But what but what um, do you prefer? Do you like it that it takes place in the middle of your campaign, even though you beat the game already? So I think. With like StarCraft Brood War is probably the best example of the way that I think DLC should be done. And the only reason I say that is because it is a little weird, like with Shivering Isles, where you're already on this pressing main quest and you're you're already diverting with the other like uh, faction quests and things like that. That you don't get to the end of the story. Here's another thing that you get put in, you know in front of your path to do before you you get to the end. Same thing with Mass Effect. There's like there's this pressing thing at the end of the game that you should be doing and should be you know trying to get to as quick as possible, um, at least within the timeline and, and the context of the story. Uh, but then there's like no, here's all this other shit to divert your attention, you know, for you to go do. Um, I always thought that was kind of weird. Uh, it's not that I don't enjoy those, but I would prefer if. It was like a attack on to the end of the story. If there was a way to continue um, the story itself and not have it just be in the middle. Liam, what about you? Where, where are your feelings on in the middle or uh, at the end? I, I, I think um, it's kind of hard to talk about because I, I'm not sure I really have a, a preference. Um, I, I, I like a lot of DLCs that take place at the end. I like a lot of DLCs that take place right in the middle. You're on the wrong show. Um, you, you can't. You can't be in the middle. There's no wishwashy on this show, bro. You need to pick a stand. You need to make well, a choice. Just kidding. There, there's Liam, there's... are you a centrist? Are you a centrist? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're sitting on your fence. Get off your fence and take a position. <laughs> um, well, there's pros and cons for for both sides of it. I think. I think sometimes uh, when you put a DLC right at the end of the game, uh, you don't feel motivated to. You know, start playing the game again. You know, you you had months of separation from it. I, I suppose that's a problem with all DLC, but it's especially a problem. You know, when you're you're picking up something right after you've ended the game. 
Um, meanwhile, you don't, you don't feel like because like, so, like I was an I, I would say I'm the opposite, Liam. I think it's actually more of an issue when I have to basically the game is being like go back and play the whole thing all over again. Especially if I'm if I'm not loving it, but I may have liked it, and it's like oh I I don't want to play another sixty hours just to get to this one DLC that's an hour, right? I, but that's not necessarily the the um. Uh, what happens either if, if the DLC is like in the middle of the campaign you know you like, uh, get with Mass don't Effect. Play, have other life commitments so by the time you've got to that point uh, the DLC's come out mm. <laughs> yeah. that, means, that means you immediately played the game after it came out <laughs> oh also also uh, um, McWalm will clarify Shadow Broker is the longest the reason I brought up Leviathan is Bioware had to release it late because right. they had to quote unquote fix the ending first and the timing release didn't make any sense. Yeah, so I think he's getting to the point of um, not only where the DLC takes place in the story, but also when the publisher actually releases the DLC. Oh, well, yeah. there's definitely that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I would say with Mass Effect 3 in particular, I, I feel like that's the most glaring of things because I do like the DLC being sort of where you can play at any time. You start the game again, you can just play it straight away. I, I, I love that. But um, at the same time, Mass Effect 3 is a has a huge problem with its DLC because everything is just so, oh, the end of the universe is happening. And then, right. and, oh, yeah, Shepard goes off to hang out with all of his buddies on the Citadel. And it's just like, okay, 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 game. I mean, it's the best DLC probably in the franchise, in my opinion, uh, Citadel. Uh, but it also doesn't quite fit. I think yeah. a really good and, example of some good DLC uh, where it's like it can come later, but it feels like it's in the middle of the game is... And this is going to be going even further back. And I don't even think people might not call this DLC, but I would count it as the category of DLC, which is Resident Evil 4 and the Separate Ways edition where Ada has her special campaign built in because it was not in the original game. It was brought into the PlayStation 2 version when um, they re when after they released the GameCube version. It came up for Xbox and PlayStation 2. And uh, they added the separate ways section where Ada had her own levels that were built into the game. And it was actually, it's DLC that you could play at any time, but it didn't feel as if you had to play the campaign all over again just to get to those parts. Right. Almost more like an expansion pack or something. Exactly. Yep. Evan, where's your, uh, where's your thoughts at? Um... I, like, I understand where you're coming from, Mitch, when, if especially if you're when you play video games, you're really driven by story and uh -oh, plot I don't like the way you're starting and... it because you go, I, I, I understand, but... Well, that, that, I mean, that's what you do, right? <laughs> um, but I, I just think I come from a, a more, not like practical per se, but I just understand the, the concessions that have to be made when it comes to DLC, where I'm just able to... Just like I wave away, like wait a minute, this doesn't make sense that I'm actually stopping just before the final battle to go off and do this thing and then come back. So I just kind of wave it away as an extra thing. And one of the reasons I do that is if it's a game that I really, really like, like for um, Zero Dawn, you know, the Frozen Wild comes out and it's a and it's it's one of those games where I loved the first game, I had a great time, and I'm just happy to play more of it. Um. And then there's mm -hmm. things like the del delicious last course, right? Uh, Cuphead, which who cares about the story? It's like, 
they gamble away their souls or whatever, and then they kill the devil. Like, who cares? It's just more Cuphead, and you're happy to get more Cuphead, and and it doesn't. There's not an issue there. Um, one specific example of a game that does shoehorn, not shoehorn per se, but put DLC in the middle of a game is um, Deus Ex, and I always get these messed up. Uh, Human Revolution. Not mankind is divided. the first one. Right, Not right, mankind yeah. divided. The, yeah, Deus the, Ex, Human, Human Revolution is the first one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I played that game years after it came out. I got the director's cut, and there was a DLC called The Missing Link, which is kind of a specific story. And what they do in the director's cut is they put it in the in, in the actual game. Uh, I don't know where. A little maybe in like the last um, last third third of the game. Yeah. 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 Where you're stripped of all your augmentations and you're on a boat and you have to do more of like a stealth leading, um, more dis more dishonored. I guess you can do whatever you want, but well, basically it's it's just kind of one of those weird things where they they turn left when the the goal of the game was not to do that. And and, and I actually just looked it up to double check. The devs weren't even thinking about DLC when they were making this game, and it was made by like a small group of the of the developers while the game. Uh, had been going on so it's just one of those weird things and and the the dlc was fine but it is also one of those things where like did did this have to be put into the game maybe it would have been better as a choice like mm. other dlc like mass effect and and that type of thing yeah yeah and, and in this case i didn't i didn't even know it was dlc till later I found out because it's 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 the next chapter, and then it goes on to the to the rest of the game. Uh, I think I prefer the choice for it, but to answer your question, Mitch, I I don't necessarily care that it doesn't really make sense that you're stopping the story of the game to go play the side thing if it's a game where I'm just happy to play more of it uh, later down the line. I guess I at this and maybe point, and maybe I'd I'm say. not wording it correctly. Is more my issue with it is when you beat the game already. And then this DLC is taking place in the middle of the story. And so you go back to play the game and all the stuff you did before happened. Like the, the, there was a conclusion, but yet you're going to do some kind of side thing where it feels like it's still continuing the plot of like, oh, but you still got to go save the world. It's like, well, I already saved the world. So then it's like, do I have to go back and play the whole thing all over again to get that? cohesiveness to work it's almost like it's, if, it's if almost you, like a puzzle if, if you piece want that to i would never do that but. it's almost like trying to yeah. add a puzzle piece to a puzzle that's complete and you're like trying to shove in the piece to make it like fit right and be like get uh, in there but it's like no you got to take the puzzle apart again you got to put it all together with the new pieces included but dan go ahead i was going to go to you anyway so no it's fine i was just going to pick up on the horizon zero dawn point um Obviously, when I played that Frozen Wilds, I obviously had beaten the game ages before, and I picked up the DLC, and I didn't even think about where I was in the story. I just beelined straight to the Frozen Wilds and went up there, because in my head, I'd already completed the game. I wasn't really paying attention to what people were saying, any narrative, because in my head, the game was complete, and it just chucked you back into that pre-state, if you wanted to play it again, obviously, to play it again, which is a weird place, but I kind of think, well, it has to put you somewhere, and as it's an open world... Well, they could have had a. They could have let you go into a point afterwards. Maybe I don't know. If that's a maybe a weird game choice played by them. But um, I didn't feel like the Frozen Wilds was before the last thing. 
So I went and did that, and then I was like, oh, I'm done. And I turned it off. Yeah, in, 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 hi- in, <laughs> hind- in hindsight, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, if someone was playing the game and it was over and then they stopped playing in the Frozen Wilds then came out and they continued playing, they'd forget that the game made you go back in time to before the final mission. Yeah, um, and that's, that's what when, I did. That's, when it, that's when it makes sense. But, like, when you're playing it then straight up, you're like, this yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, 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 I suppose, it, like, you play, like we said, about it depends when you play a game. In the yep. same way as if the DSL's in the middle of the game and you haven't played it until after all the DLC's out, you won't make it notice the difference. Whereas if yep. you played it day one and completed it and then have to go back through, it's a bit it's a bit of a disservice to your loyal fans, I mm-hmm. think, in some ways. Oh, for sure. So then, so then is the DLC there to get people who hadn't bought it yet by the game? Or is it there to actually get people who really like the game to play more of it? So or kind of or a... to start over from the beginning and play the whole thing all through again. Yeah, but isn't that wasting your your consumer's time, I think? So that's not really fair. But it's it. adding value, bro. Getting that money, yeah. money, money, money. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's another category, too, um, specifically with the types of games that Dan likes, uh, XCOM Enemy Within. Yeah was uh um crazy we are banning xcom from this podcast so we are going to stop this conversation right now i'm just just kidding go ahead go ahead no but like uh so so, i agree with mitch let's let's ban xcom (laughs) (laughs) so enemy within like totally changed the way that you played uh xcom like it it was it wasn't even it wasn't even that like it was a separate story or anything like that It, it it like fundamentally added different types of mechanics to the game yeah yeah they do that they do that quite a lot they mix up the recipe not a lot but there's things and there's also like dlc packs also for like if you're into like 4x games just getting a new civilization can be fun right. <laughs> that doesn't interest many people but like paying like 29 i can play with this this race of, of people and i can like build these structures or have these kind of units like can be and it's a small little tidbit and i've played the game loads of times and now oh i can start a new campaign because i've now got this new civilization to build that could be quite fun i don't know some people don't agree but yeah um for me someone like that i like uh, that you've got those options and it might open you might have more maps or it might change the time frame so like i'm playing uh two three houses no sorry total war three kingdoms sorry getting confused between my games bloody in china uh, so yes, yeah, so, but within that, there's so many different uh, dynasties you can be a part of, depending what DLC you've bought or just the base game, and like, and then it all changes the map and which civilizations are in place, so it can kind of change your whole gameplay aspect. So it's quite fun. But okay, yeah, that's a so what? Um, so I know like Burkoff already did, so I'm not going to go to Burkoff. So Burkoff, you can be quiet. Just simmer down now. Chill your maybe horses. I, maybe I'll interrupt somebody this time. No, no, that's not how this works. No. Yes. You have permission to interrupt me. Um, okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. You are not the host of this show. I, yeah. Well, I, I, gave, I gave him my consent. You have no power here, Liam. You have no power. I'm the only one on this show with power. Not only am I the host, I do have power of persuasion. This is when there's a coup. <laughs> is that an accent? Did you just 
Was that an accent you just did, Mitch? Um, I, I, I've told myself every single episode I will do an accent. If you can guess my accent, I give you $100. Um, um, just yeah, kidding. I, I guess just completely kidding. terrible made-up accent every single time. I think I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, my, my, my accent is Keith's accent. Actually, I really should try that one day when I'm hosting. Just try to be make a Keith accent and be oh, Keith God. the entire that show. You know, get some get some stubble going on. Wear a nice like just plain T-shirt that's a plain color, like a like a like what Dan's wearing, like a greenish brown looking thing. I don't know what color that is. Greenish. Gray. Oh, gray. Gray. Chewy. Okay. <laughs> awesome. um, but that's what Chewy I need bubble. to do. That's oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Great feature. Yeah. Um. Sorry. So Burke, I've already answered this question. Off. So I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to Liam. I know you might have answered a little bit of this too, but what is your favorite DLC? Um, like, what's a favorite DLC that you think did it right, that it didn't feel well, jarring I, I, hopping back in? I, I was thinking of this, and I think there's two specific companies that do DLC really well, where I have very limited complaints that I could make about them. Um, and I, 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 Other than RTS games, which I, I think RTS games actually have DLC really well down. Um, yeah. But um, two things that come to mind is Naughty Dog, Oh. Um, with Left Behind yeah. and The Lost yeah. Legacy, even though it's kind of hard to count The Lost Legacy as a DLC, even though it did start life as a DLC, and and you got it free if you bought the season pass. So yeah, um, but I think both of those DLCs are great, and I also think Rockstar does a really great job of DLC, oh, which no. is all the more annoying that oh, they no. refuse to do any for GTA oh, no. Five. No, no, no. no. Are you sure you're um, not Rafa Michael? Um, are you sure you're not Rafa hiding behind there? I mean, me and him are on the same wavelength with these kind of things, you know? <laughs> Just pulls off the mask. I am the master of disguise. Yeah, so Rafa uh, and Liam are the reason that uh, it's still on, like, the top 20 list of... of and why I'm games. still uh, waiting for the next game to come me. out. It's me. <laughs> I played... If I looked at my hours, I played more Red Dead and GTA than Rafa. Like, and, and Rafa always gets the stick wow. for, like, Rockstar games. And, like, I was playing with one of the, my friends, I think I put there. He had no. 800 hours in GTA Online the last year and 500 Jesus. hours in, in Red Dead. Yeah, I was going to say Rafa is probably the one playing GTA Online and trying to find his own turnip black market and trying to, yes. <laughs> trying to sell it up there. Like That's the reason why he doesn't want a new game. He has such he has a hold on the turnip black market. He does not want to get rid of that. Like Jesus, he would have to start from Maybe. scratch. What, what a shame. Yeah. Oh, that, um, okay, that's not DLC, but I did have a criticism we'll talk about later. The, the Lost in the Damned and Battle of the Gaetoni are just such great additions to GTA they 4. Are, they and are great DLC. Nightmare in Red Dead Redemption 1 is, is just yeah, so freaking good. good. Really good fun. I, I think yeah. they fit into those games perfectly. It's like you don't need to replay them. You can just start any of those DLCs without any issue. Mm, okay. Evan, what's yours? What's what's DLC that you think has been done right in regards to like not feeling jarring when hopping in? All right, uh, Mitch, you're not going to like this, and this is only because you had a bad experience with this game, but the best DR DLC ever made is the DLC for The Witcher 3. You're a liar. Mm -hmm. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You've never played it. Uh, you, you don't know. What are you know. talking about, Broski? Um, I played it. I played that. I played the DLC. Do. 
You did play the DLC? Yeah. I thought you played the original. No, I played I the original. With, I played the original with the DLC, broskies. Come on now. Come on. You got all the way through the game. Because I was really sad. Because I really, the reason I bought that game was for the DLC. Yeah. And I never and, got that far. The game I was, was so broken. I was, I was disappointed <laughs> when I played through that DLC. So everyone in hyped, what way? Everyone, uh, how every, how could you possibly every, be disappointed everyone by the story in both of those deals? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, the story of the deal. There, there is no amount of hype no, no, that can no, no, make no. ruin or spoil the. So hearts of hearts of stone, which was the first one released in the same year, I believe, in 2015, and then blood and wine was released in 2016. The reason I, I specifically talk about these two DLCs is one, it, they are two DLCs where it's one of those concessions that I, I can make where uh, Geralt, um, and you see it in the show as well, there's kind of like a monster of the week yeah. feel to the to the game just due to him being a witcher and he's moving from town to t town to town and doing this kind of Sherlock Holmes-esque detective um, kind of style of uh, learning about a creature from the townspeople and then figuring out how to kill it and then killing it and getting paid and then moving moving on type of deal. Uh, and they do it in the the show as well. In season one, one of my favorite episodes was the one where he deals, it, they do a monster of the week episode and it's 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 compartmentalized and it's great. And um, so the, I think it, it works. Princess. Yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, in the yeah. castle. And yeah, even in season yeah. two was, was yeah, the amazing season... one with the kind of the, the guy that turned into the beast yeah, that was an awesome yeah. episode. That yeah, was so good. Torment, torment from yeah. Game of Thrones. Which, um, yeah. which yes, apparently yes. he was yeah. he, in the books. That's not what happened. But they wanted to kill a Witcher off, so that's what they would need to do. Okay. Um. Uh. But anyway, so there is kind of this aspect of it to where he runs into this situation that he has to deal with, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm a Witcher. I'm going to do it." Uh, and then blood of blood of wine is more maybe what Mitch doesn't like, where it's like. If you're halfway through the wild hunt and all of a sudden blood and wine appears and like, oh, that's the end of Geralt's story. And they put like a nice tight bow on the end of that, which I think is an amazing an ending. But the reason that I like these, not only does it kind of fit with just the way that Geralt is as a witcher, kind of hopping from town to town and, and, and helping people with uh, their monster problems. But I think the story in Hearts of Stone particularly, and then the, the bow on the end of Geralt's story... Uh, in Blood and Wine are way better stories than even what is in The Wild Hunt itself. Like, very few DLC have a better story than the actual main game. Ever. That's why I was sad Evan, that I couldn't get there because the game has just irritated me. Well, I get that. I, will, I, I get that. I will give you credit that The Blood and Wine is a better story than the main plot, but the main plot is a D story. Like, I'm giving it a D so like it isn't it's like i would give oh. the blood and wine maybe like a c plus b minus that's not really saying much but you, you get to you get to collect the armor from uh francis ford coppola's bram stoker's dracula that um gary oldman has in the beginning yeah. of the game it's fucking great but why how, but, how but i don't care that's How long problem. does it take? I, 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 I've never had the problem with the Witcher the, game story. The, the I think stories suck. In those games are great. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, How nah. long in a main game does it take to get to Blood and Wine DLC? So if I, I have the... Like if 25 I have the hours, of, probably. If I have the Game of the Year edition and I jump into Witcher 3 and I just want to... 
it's 25 hours before I get to play Basic, Blood and Wine. Basically, you need, another, well, you need to be leveled. Hours, you right? need to be leveled up enough to get to like complete the mission. It's not necessarily of like when. It's it's how yeah, high of a level you up. are, and you need to be about three fourths of the way done to be able to to tackle Blood and Wine without not being OP'd. Okay, right. and that's the problem because I was about eight hours in, at which point I was done. And that's made me sad because I didn't want to play the blood and wine thing because everyone I speak to, bar Mitch, it seems, uh, said how amazing. <laughs> I did blood warn you all. I did warn you all I about mean, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, but no, Mitchell doesn't know anything. No, I dropped um, Mitch. Everybody was warning everybody about Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Oh, they weren't. Yeah. They all hyped yeah, it like it was going to be the next thing of Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah. Uh, everybody Warren. here agreed with you on that. <laughs> like, not everybody. Yeah. Uh, Mick, everybody. Not everybody. McWomble. I didn't Mick, think it would still be broken after six months, though. Our, no, Lord, our Lord Jesus oh, McWomble wants to say something. I need to let him speak. He says, a game that deserves DLC, just for you, Evan. Titanfall 2. Great shooter. Some, <laughs> uh, some say the greatest shooter. <laughs> It does need some DLC, dude. There's it a story does. that Great game. Old. How about how about a DLC but, that makes it a brand new game? Give me another game. <laughs> I would, you well, know, honestly. What, I what think, is it? What, what is the I, name of that company? Respawn, more yeah. like Reon. Um, Evan, I think you did like Jedi Fallen Order, so I think you're gonna take that back, bro. Yeah, mate, that's true. You did like Jedi Fallen Order. So you better take that back. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. You I mean, they totally back. ripped off the, the FromSoft uh, design oh, philosophy, but yeah, lightsabers, that's, that's Evan. Okay. It Nothing customizable lightsabers. You better take that back. Oh, by the way, um, at some point this year, I will replay Titanfall Two, and we're going to have an episode dedicated to it. Nice. Um, yeah. I think we I'll agreed on that in the Discord chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it a fair shake. I, sw- I I swear on. I was gonna say my mother's grave, but actually, my mother's still alive. I've been. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear on my my grandfather's grave. I lived with him till I was ten years old. I worked with him till I was about twenty two. Very very close to my grandfather. I swear on Edward Piotrowski's grave. I will give Titanfall two a fair shake. Somehow I was gonna I say. Again, I was gonna. Okay? I was gonna say when after you said like I worked for, I worked for him so I was twenty two and I was like then you killed him in your sleep. <laughs> just, oh my god, that? that's horrible. <laughs> just like going really harsh on that one. <laughs> Evan, with any shooter or any kind of you won't be playing the multiplayer bit, but I mean you'll say at the time while you're enjoying it and then afterwards you'll just all, all that good feeling you'll burn up and say it was a waste of. Like you did uh, when we used to play, um, uh, what's it called? Together, Ghost of Tsushima. No, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm I'm still hurt at the heart by your comments. It's two years on. I'm still, still, uh, my heart hurts. (laughs) Dan, 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 it's funny that you say that because every, I'm not even kidding. Every now and then I'll remember kind of saying like, I didn't have a good time. And the look on your, like, what the fuck was that all about, man? Like, I thought we, I thought we had something here. (laughs) I, I think about that the I way I disappointed you. I'm serious. I, I, we were yeah. in a relationship yeah. for seven months, man, and you threw that all away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do think about that sometimes. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I had a good time, I, man. I swear to God. All right. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like multiplayer. Stay on topic. Okay, sorry. Stay DLC. on topic. DLC. And Dan, Dan, what's your, what's yours? What's some DLC you love that that you think uh, gets it right? Well, we're, this is where we disagree. I, I love the Frozen Wilds. <laughs> 
Yeah, me too. I love it too. Wait, I didn't. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I did not say it did not do it correctly. I just said oh, in chronological order. Use it as your point to say that it was no. Not, didn't be right. I just said it didn't really oh, okay. make total sense, but in in a sense, the game did help it make sense when I diverted from what it wanted me to do. It ended up making sense, but like. It's not as jarring as other as others. Like I, this one's forgivable compared to like the Mass Effect DLCs. That's the one that are the ones that are jarring for me. That basically for me to make to make the game make sense, I'd have to start all over again and do it so I can go through the DLCs, not be done with my final mission and then go to the DLC. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, I loved the Frozen Worlds. Literally, it was amazing. But then I loved Frozen. I don't know if that was. The funny thing about DLC, I always find, I feel like you enjoy it more, depending, I know this is a ridiculous statement, because of course you do, depending how much you enjoyed the original game. Yeah. Because, like, like, obviously sometimes you play DLC and it's disappointment because it's not as good as the original game, but with the Frozen Wilds, I just thought, again, it was like going back to, an old, I'm going to keep using that allergy, an old friend, pick it up, go, oh, this is a bit more challenging. Let me kind of get my grips or bearings behind it. Oh, my shield that I like OP'd up to doesn't work as effectively up here. Like it just, oh, it just did some amazing things. Um, I um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that DLC. But then again, for me, all the four X DLC. What I did love was the um, was it called Hospital? Uh, theme Hospital. No, not Theme Hospital. Two theme Point Hospital. Two Point Hospitals DLC was amazing. I thought, and on Switch, I think you get it all for free because I'm no paper. It just comes on sporadically, and I'm like, beautiful. That's the best oh. type of DLC, the stuff you don't have to pay for. Uh, whether that's a bug on my game, and I'm getting, I shouldn't be going for free, who knows? <laughs> I'm enjoying it right last. But yeah, though, like how like they've added something. Oh, add a new theme. That's cool. So like all that kind of stuff, I really enjoy. But then again, I'm more of a like, that kind of game, so I'm going to love all those kind of uh, DLCs. Um, Two questions but... for everybody. Oh, unless you wanted to keep going. Uh, okay. two, two, two questions for everybody um let's start with burkoff so you can talk now you're welcome I you never you, interrupted me. i give i give, I you, the, I give you the i give you the magic i give you the magic um anyway uh speech 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 okay sorry <laughs> this one is going way off the rails okay not not as off the rails as show and tell podcast that was the greatest uh right. off the rails podcast um but anyway um my qu- two questions for you is what is one game of, where the piece of DLC was uh, jarring because you had to come back to the game and trying to relearn the controls end up making the experience less enjoyable than you thought it would be? Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go with that one. Yeah, let's go with that one. What's what's that for you, Berkhoff? Um, So I, the probably the Road to Gehenna, which is the DLC for Talos Principle. I'm sorry, what was the name oh of it? Oh my God. Road to oh. Gehenna. I thought my head hurts. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, I thought you said the road to get head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, great piece of DLC. I, I wasn't the one that threw this off the rails, bitch. <laughs> that out there. Um, what? Well, you are the one that has to pick the fantasy type ones with the ones that sound like other things. Sorry, it's the beer. Yeah. So. uh the road to get ahead. Um, the <laughs> it wasn't so much that the, that the controls were uh, disorienting or didn't were like hard to get acclimated to again. 
the the difficult thing about that DLC in particular is that you the 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 original game has such a nice uh, difficulty curve for learning all of the the puzzle techniques and stuff. For me to drop off of that and then the DLC is out, I buy the DLC and I want to jump into it, which I think was like a six month or a year gap in between. Mm-hmm. Um, when you jump back into the DLC, it's it expects you to know everything how all of the mechanics work uh, without any type of refresher. And so the puzzles are just ridiculously hard um, on top of the fact that they're like, of course you know all these mechanics. Um, and it's very jarring, and it's it's hard to um, to get into. Even for somebody, yeah, as I can attest, who played one right after the other. Right, and then, yeah, so to add on to that, uh, Burkoff. Yeah, so I bought the definitive edition with the DLC. I played the game. I did every puzzle in the game, and I immediately started the DC, the the DC, the DLC. And those not only would it be difficult for someone to get back into that game and just remember the logic of how the puzzles work, they add stuff to the puzzles. And not only that, those puzzles are mind melting. I I I quit. Yeah, like I, 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 I couldn't get through it. Dude, and I get I why they so did it because yeah, I get why they did it because a lot of people online were like, "Oh, this is too easy," and it was. Really, it was uh, I beat really it with easy. the DDR pad in the right. other room, not looking at the screen with a blindfold for some reason. Yeah, it's like so. But I appreciate that they made them harder, but they're so hard. So yeah, if you if you went into that six months later, yeah. like good good luck. Um, we, we, we should probably tackle that at some point, you and I, 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 yeah. I feel bad yeah. that I haven't, I haven't finished that, but, uh, yeah, that is a, that is a good choice. With you talking about playing a game with a DDR like pad makes me want to go try to look up someone being like a triple A game with like a guitar hero guitar or something. Somebody beat, uh, cuphead with a fucking DDR pad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, all the power to them. Um, and 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 Evan, that when you're saying the Talus Principle, it sounds like a, yeah, I am like that's my band name. I beat it the Talus Principle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, that is that is my indie band. We are the Talus Principle, and uh, we're on the uh, Road to Get Head tour. So uh, gr- groupies invited. We got a we got a long bus, and so do I. Oh, sorry, Liam. Oh um, Liam, same question to you. Um, well, um, it's actually funny because them talking about the Talos principle uh, reminded me of the final part of The Witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, The Witness, I, I got all the way through that game. I, I was very proud of myself for <laughs> doing such a good job. Final part of that game. Oh my god. It's yep. just, what a curveball. And, and I, I couldn't beat it and I gave up. Um, yeah, I've never been so disappointed in my life, quite frankly. Um <laughs> But um, in the same vein as your pick, Matt, um, in terms of being able to return to a game after you've already played it, when the DLC releases, uh, nigh on impossible with the old Hunters DLC in Bloodborne. Like, okay. oh, oh my god. god, I got my ass kicked. I quit. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I, I've gone through the game as a whole and, and still got onto the old Hunters DLC. And the, oh, 
it, it is tough as nails. It, it is Brutal. so difficult. It's yeah. It, it's it's like um, the developers of the game just thought, let's really fuck with people with this one. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just really make them feel what despair truly means. Hey, hey! I heard Johnny calls our game easy. Yeah, let's make him eat those words. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, like difficulty is a huge part of what makes DLC good or not. You know, uh, like 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 Matt says, it's better to sort of ease you back into things and then get difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you know the DLCs just throw you right into the <laughs> right into the lava pool. You know, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I still have very. Uh, it's like uh, PTSD from that DLC. Quite frankly. <laughs> oh, by the way, for the audio listeners, I tried the the. Um... Sculpin, Sculpin, and I, I can't I can't put it to words. It's such a weird tasting beer. Well, after the um, hoppy Ooh, lager, man. I can imagine. Yeah, an IPA probably yeah. tastes a little strange. Yeah, it, it tastes yeah. strange, but the art's cool. Yeah, it's like a little koi fish. Yeah, my my recommendation was on point. I totally knew that beer would be good, even though it's just a name. But I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to. Um... Dan, do you do you got a DLC that's like, wow, that was that that's a rough learning curve to get back into again. Yeah, and I was just trying to think what what it was called. Sorry, that's why I was just being uh, I was just being having a look. Um, but I'll just tell you about the game. I can't remember the specific DLC. There's been thirteen of them. So, uh, there was, it, but it was um, it'd be Stellaris for me. So when Stellaris first came out, me and my brother played that game like heavy like we had the same galaxy we found each other we set up a, like a federation we did all that and i think a year later i could be wrong they brought out the dlc but along with the dlc they brought out which was story they brought out all these other mechanics to the game and obviously we played it off if uh, we played it for six months and we dropped it and then we we're like oh yeah we'll jump back into the dlc but then the systems they then brought online and that six months we hadn't played the game was then became so like intense it was, it was like the it was like the galactic empires or something yeah right? that was it yeah so maybe it was a year or two years in i can't remember but yeah, they basically yeah. re they re, almost relaunched it but it was through a dlc and they changed so much of it and added so many more complicated systems it just i just it's unplayable now i can occasionally jump back in and i'm just like what is this game like yeah. it's like a foreign place and like i was loving it a bit of a shame really but yeah, no, uh, for me that that'd be the game. But I suppose the four X's. But yeah, they've really like, but they pa- paradox really like wow, like insane made that game pretty insane to the where it's just like not worth me jumping in again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a completely different game. Okay, so, that's me. Evan, do you got one? Yeah, I have a a past and a future. Future is definitely the cu- uh, cuphead. When I start that the delicious last course, I'm gonna get my ass handed to me. It's not gonna be delicious. So it's gonna be a little tart going into it. Oh, bitter, bitter, oh, bitter. disappointing last course. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you get like the I don't even know what that thing's called. On like the dinner plate, when you like pop open the top, and then you look at what's on like the <laughs> silver platter. The silver, whatever that's called. I don't I'm not rich. I'm not rich. I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a yearly membership to a golf course. But yeah, it's gonna be bad. 
And uh, I'm one? just going to have to reload Cuphead. We, uh, maybe a sponsor can hook you up. I'm just kidding. Your house doesn't smell like uh, like leather and, and rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Her Majesty doesn't th- sit in a leather throne? Um, did anyone just ask me a question? Because all I heard was really bad <laughs> auto-tune. I have no idea. Don't worry My internet about it. sucks so bad. It. I can okay, barely hear any. And what's next? Okay. Okay, so past is um, initially bad experience led to a great experience was the final blasphemous DLC, um, Wounds of Wounds of Eventide. The one before that was Stir of Stir of Dawn. Blasphemous has the best names for everything, by the way. What a what a what a gem of a game. So this is a weird one actually because the game comes out in whatever year, twenty seventeen. And then Stir of Dawn comes out, so it adds extra bosses. That's when I bought it. And then I looked at an earlier build of that game, and there's just a lot of stuff missing that to me was part of the game because I played it later. And like what and then when I saw people play through the initial build or the initial release of the game, I, I felt like, oh, they've totally missed out. Because like this wasn't finished. They did they redid backgrounds, they added characters. Oh, wow. It's it, that's another thing with DLC where like it's technically DLC. So Stir of Dawn was DLC, a legitimately new story, but they patched in stuff. So it's kind of like a law, like you hide a law in a law to get it passed. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't agree to this because you didn't read the fine print. They like put patches into the to the DLC proper and it like changes all this stuff. Um, but getting into pl- uh, Blasphemous, there's a parry system in that game. And like if, if you don't, if, if your finger is not like used to the parry window like you're gonna get your ass handed to you so that game uh really did a number on me in the beginning but here's the weird thing about blasphemous i don't know if you guys and i want to throw this to you guys maybe you don't have a good example has there ever been a game that released dlc i'm talking like two or three years later saying like this is actually the true ending of the game because that's what they did with blasphemous wounds of eventide which released last december and we all know on Discord how I had to replay that DLC, the game, three times over to get it. But I've never seen a game tout if you want the actual ending to this... Oh, uh, Asura's Wrath. They tacked on the Asura's end of that Wrath. game. Uh, Asura's... Yeah, yeah. Um, Asura. That I think was uh, PS3, right? Did you pull that Japanese stuff on me, broski? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's like japanese mixed with like uh you're buddhism good. you're good you're so good. who you're knows good. what Go the ahead. actual name is but yeah they they actually the game didn't have an actual ending and you had to pay the dlc to play and see the actual ending blasphemous's dlc was free but it's just so weird that like three years later they're like oh actually this is the actual ending of the game i mean i don't Here think of three years later it. but like then the only next thing i can think of is the uh, mass effect where they fix the ending quote unquote fix the ending oh, okay i think it took like sure, it took sure. like three months or so for them to come out with the new ending it was quick it, it was it was pretty fucking quick because i remember it was within three months i swear i bought the oh. game yeah the day one and the extended cut came out and i was like oh i'm gonna replay this like, yeah i think I, right. I think it was like maybe a month or two after i finished the game so and i and i bought it day one two in college i I definitely may or may not have skipped class to to try to finish that game. <laughs> and, and, and this is like um, a very. Uh, go ahead, Liam. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like slight misconception about the extended cut DLC. 
is it doesn't change the ending. It just oh yeah, no, uh, I mean expands it. Expands it. Yeah, it I didn't mean to say change. So. Oh, they yeah, added, it just leaves uh, so many things up in the air, and and then when you play the extended cut, it's like, oh, okay, I kind of understand what they're trying to. These were these people you know. were during this time, so that' why this sequence yeah. makes total yeah, it gives, sense. It gives context to all of your choices throughout the entire yeah. series. Yeah. Um, um. So my honorable mention for that is uh, the Siege of Dragon Spear, which is a. Where are you getting not... these games from, Matt? <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew. Up, Matthew, where are you getting these games from? <laughs> so it's not really, it's not really DLC, and it's not really an expansion pack. It's kind of a separate game. But when um, Beam Dog got the rights to do Baldur's Gate, and they when they redid them and did the enhanced editions, they did their own um, game in between Baldur's Gate one and two called the Siege of Dragon Spear, and it and it bridges the gap between the the story between the two games. And cool. Beamdog is headed by a bunch of ex-Bioware guys. Mm. So they, they know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. Um, but that came out, I want to say, six years ago or something, or five years ago. Um, and obviously, uh, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 came out like 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting one where it sort of completes the story and like way after the fact. Um, but they're it's sort of, very blurry match. yeah, fixed it, but they're sort of inventing the story that's in between the two as well. I don't okay. know. Cool. Any last things about uh, DLC gentlemen? Oh, how about we just do this? What is your favorite DLC of all time? regardless of anything like it uh, doesn't matter if it comes in later story it doesn't make sense all that kind of stuff what is your absolute favorite dlc of all time i'm going brood war i had already said it earlier that's probably my favorite are you sure are you sure you're not confusing it with brew dogs (laughs) yes i'm sure i'm not confusing it (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure All right. McWobble said last thing, yeah, in the chat. Um, did we already talk about the Tsushima being nah. uh, the, the the multiplayer being the DLC? Oh, I guess we didn't, did well, uh, we? No, kind of no, did. It, uh, Dan brought it up in a different touched, context. Yeah, we touched on it. I, I brought it up the fact that Evan destroyed, hit me in the heart. Yeah, but the, the, the concept yeah. of like the DLC being a part of the, the, the multiplayer DLC being part of like incongruent with the story is irrelevant because it doesn't make sense if anything it's actual Um, i'm sorry if anything it's dlc of having the extra island uh the iki island um that one kind of makes a little more sense because uh the context is you didn't eradicate all the mongols yet from the island which is kind of something where your mission is set up to be when you finish the game you're like oh well, you haven't gotten rid of all the Mongols yet. You may have gotten rid of the leader, but you didn't get rid of all of them. So you can travel to Iki. Uh, you can do that. And then also go to Iki Island. That's the point. That's why I said juxtapose. I'm not saying you're wrong, McWomble. I'm saying you're right. Jesus, stay with me. I'm making fun of Matthew for you, my friend. Just just stay with me. Stay with me. Stay I'm with me. Ah, anyone else got their favorite DLC? Let's go to Liam. What's your favorite DLC? Uh, 
All time. All time. Actually, really hard to answer. Um, Too bad you yeah. got to answer. I, I, I don't feel at all confident because th there's just so many DLC. I'm I'm sure there's some I I, I just aren't ain't thinking about. Uh, but as of now, I'll just say Undead Nightmare because uh, Undead Nightmare is just. Ooh, that's very good. Um, for that people that don't know, which game? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'll go. I really, really love Shadow Broker. I know I hate that I have to oh, play the whole game great. all over again, great. but the fact that I was I was absolutely shocked. Well, first of all, I was like I was in I I played with Liara. Well, actually, my relationship. Then, well, did my you, did you well, romance Miranda? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. She's the one I always romance. Well, well here's the thing. So do I. Calm, one time, I did. calm it down, yeah. Matt. Here's the thing with Mass Effect and me, which is actually quite fascinating. Um, so, like, Mass Effect came out when I was still in, well, I want to say late middle school, early high school. And I bought oh, so and, and, and I bought the game. Oh, my God, Mitch. We get it. You are so fucking young. You're a young guy, Mitch. Yep, you know. show them young guns. Continue, Hold on. continue. Okay. Anyways, so for me, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Make one ball. I'll tell yours in a second. Um, so, uh, the reason why it was so fascinating was I just bought the game because I was like, Oh, this game looks kind of cool. And then little did I know after I like beat the game, there's this whole interweb about like how this game is one of the most amazing games in the world. And I was like, I just bought it cause it looked nice. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, oh I bought, I bought an amazing RPG by accident. Um, but anyway, I, so I played the original on Xbox before I played the sequel for PlayStation and I did romance, um, Liara in the first game. And I actually really liked that character. I, I like, that was the kind of relationship I wanted in real life anyway. So like, that was my kind of girl anyway. So, when I went to the second game, I was like, no, Liara? And I was so disappointed. I was like, well, I just got to, you know, I still want to be loyal to, Riala, uh, to Liara, but I can still mess around for just one time, you know? So I so I may or may not banged Jack. Just the, just the one, good choice. Just the one uh, night stand, you know, the one night stand. I didn't do the Jack's whole. A good choice. She's a hard one to romance, too, because you have to have a certain level of renegade. Well, I didn't order. want to romance her. I just, I, you know, just one and done. So and and plus it was my first playthrough, so I was just kind of like trying new things, and I was like, okay, you could do that, cool, let's try it. And then it was shocking because I played the DLC of Shadow Broker, and the moment I was like trying to be like, yeah, yeah I found you again, and I really want to stay in a relationship with you because I really loved our connection. And she goes, you had sex with her, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe oh. I made that mistake, because I wonder what would have happened if. Um, <laughs> I wonder what it would have happened if I didn't. And I've, I've been, and so when I went through the, when I'm going through this second playthrough, which I haven't gotten back to yet, which is my mass effect, uh, ultimate edition playthrough, I want to do it where I'm actually like loyal to Liara. And I do want to see what happens in the DLC. Yo. If I try to like get back with her in the shadow broker DLC, can I, can I, you can spoil it for me, me. whatever, go ahead. There's no, Break there's, my no like, there's like no special trophy or anything for it. I, I don't want a trophy. I just want her. I'm just I'm not doing I'm just that. I'm just saying there's no there's no like incentive. I know because I, I, I looked it up. I had I a like, feeling. Oh, I had a I feeling it wouldn't no matter what, she would have turned you down and I'll just and and you know what? It was meant to be anyways because I romanticized her in the final game, so it all worked well, out. It's it's not that it's not that she turns you down. It's just that you miss out on 
romancing another character in Mass Effect 2. Sorry, what? So you can you can not romance any other character in Mass Effect 2 and you can stick with Liara, right? Right. She's not really a romance option. good people should do. But she's not really a romance option. I don't care about in, the sex. I care about the relationship. Like she doesn't she's not mad at me cuz I had sex with someone I'll else. Let you, I'll let you have it. Okay. I'm I'm James T Kirk all the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um and then uh here here's uh Evan, I'm going to answer the question for you for your favorite DLC um, because it's definitely the Breath of the Wild DLC because that was the best story DLC I've ever seen in a game, like, ever, like, forever. Am it's I really right? good, but, well, it, it has the problem of giving you a fucking motorcycle at the end of the DLC when you've already played 150 hours of the game, so it's like, oh, this is useless. Right. Come um, on, man. Really? Well, really? Really? Kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a minus. Really? <laughs> Come really? on. It's like, it's like horse armor. Come on, man. Which uh, McWamble says, yeah, Mitch wants to date a blue squid-headed uh, underage. Wait, she wasn't underage? No. What? Yeah. She Ungendered. Was... Oh, whoopsies. Ungendered. Sorry. Ungendered. Sorry. It's, it's... They're, yeah, they're, they're both in their society. <laughs> I'm trying to read these really fast, and it's not helping. Slightly uh, no. intoxicated. I'm not intoxicated. Calm down, fellas. <laughs> What, what this was like four percent. This is yes, seven percent. I'm not intoxicated. Yeah, he's intoxicated. I he, drink um, responsibly, fellas. Responsibly. I drink. That's what anyone in the bar who's drunk would tell you. I drink responsibly. I tell you. I tell you. Mitch drinks responsibly. He just doesn't drink that often. So. No, that's true. That's true. doesn't hit them. My, I, when when I'm when I'm truly intoxicated, you will know I am not intoxicated, um, fellas. Um, um, uh, uh, well, it, sorry, sorry, Dan. I went to camera. Evan. I went to Evan. He didn't. Okay. Uh, he, then I'll come to you. I promise. Evan, what's your okay. DLC? Because I went to you already. All right. Uh, uh, quickly, the only answer is uh, Hearts of Stone because I think that's the best side story <laughs> that I've ever um, played in a in a video game. Uh, but shout outs to. Wounds of Eventide and Blasphemous, and uh, also shout out to Squatch Gaming Official and the Inhuman One for all the beautiful Blasphemous lore that I've l probably listened to three times just to re-understand what's going on in Blasphemous for the ending to make sense, because it is very esoteric and strange. Always your famous last words. Yeah, I, maybe you should just get rid of it from your dictionary. This will be very quick, is always something you say constantly. And sometimes you are right, oh, and sometimes don't... you are dead wrong. <laughs> that, that, that is actually true, Mitch. However... That explanation was probably a good 25 seconds. Yes. That's not that, that bad. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'll give you that. I'll give you okay, that. Okay. But I, but I was just sometimes like... Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's sometimes not. Sometimes it is not. <laughs> uh, Dan, right. I, I said yeah. I would go to you. What, what's up? Yeah. So I don't know if mine actually constitutes as DLC, but I'm going to have it. And, and mine is uh, Star, StarCraft 2 Heart of the Swarm. Oh, Because right. in theory, StarCraft came out as Wings of Liberty, and then they released two DLC campaigns afterwards uh heart and the storm being my favorite uh, compound dlc and legacy of the void being the worst compound dlc straight after so um but there we go um and wings of liberty reasonable but and obviously now it's a complete game you can get all three together um we've been talking for so long i can't remember liam did i get to you 
Yeah, yeah, but I can keep talking if you like. <laughs> but, um, but it's funny that we Blizzard has taken over the podcast because uh, Matt picked uh, uh, StarCraft War, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, saying Microsoft took over the conversation. Well, yeah, now they have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mitch's favorite. <laughs> you boxies. That's that's a new thing. It's it's Sony ponies and boxies because you're Xboxers. Uh, it's uh, Xbox. Xbox. Actually. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm calling them boxers because they they just want to put up a fight and they just spend a lot of money. All right, so uh, should we should we call the episode? Um, um excuse me, uh, don't do my job for me. Thanks very much for coming, everyone. Just because you think I can't do my job doesn't mean you do it for me. What are you doing? Costies, two and Um, one. What are you talking about, guys? First off, you can't say that because I haven't even set up the outro music yet. You can't. Do, we, do we talk about this all, all right, the time. So you got to get on it, man. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm you're getting on it. You should have already been on it when I was no. talking. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Um, no, because I have to do this. Thank you for listening to us at Pixel Pints. We are live at twitch.tv slash pixelpints every single weekend if you want to find out when we go live you can go to uh find us on twitter which is pixel underscore pints or go to instagram at pixel pints pod we archive every single episode here at pixel pints on youtube just go find us at pixel pints look for the nice green mug with some pixel foam coming out of the top and then boom bob's your uncle you found the podcast you also can find us on any of your podcasting services check there hopefully you listen to us hopefully you enjoy it i know we're a little wacky and wacky especially when i host because i'm not as smooth as mcwomble and he probably would agree with that comment but you know we do our job the best way we can and for all my humble guests dan evan burkoff and liam what is the words you say it for me burkoff what is it and we're out that's right fellas Alright, that was uh, awesome. Uh, you wrapped it up nicely. Uh, you did, you did. Sorry for that. I did not. I just, I just, I hit the wrong button right there. You jinxed it. I hit the wrong button. You totally jinxed it. I went to the beer transition instead of the outro. <laughs>